When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. And today we got a, a legendary man in the building, JPEG Mafia. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. What's How you good? doing? I'm good. Been arguing with women all morning. Really? <laughs> so I'm in a weird headspace, but yeah, I'm good. That's interesting. That's good to know you're out here just like having human experiences like that. Because listening to your music, sometimes it's like, it's hard for me to imagine what your life is actually like. Um, Right now, my life is pretty boring, but it used to be pretty hectic. But uh, I mostly just talk about shit from that perspective. But yeah, right now, I mean, I'm 30. I'm, I'm old, so like I just do 30-year-old shit. Right. <clears throat> so your, your wild days are behind you? You really feel that way? Kind of. A little bit. Like when I was, if I, I was talking to somebody about this the other day, but if I had the shit the kids have now, like TikTok and et cetera, like when I was like in high school. Right. I could, it could have been a whole different thing for me. Right. <laughs> but like, yeah, now I don't really do much now. There's like infinite creative outlets for them. And when I think about my yeah. childhood, I was really like looking for anything like that. You know, I wanted to have a voice. I wanted to make content. I wanted to, you know, without really understanding that because it was just so much harder to do that. Yeah. Back, back when like um, the internet was more barren back in the day, it mm. was like, you remember like Rotten.com and shit like that? Mm. Like it was like that was the most interesting thing online at the time <laughs> when I was a kid. You know what I mean? Now it's like you get that shit is nothing. No people wouldn't bat an eye at no shit like that. But yeah, if yeah. if if I was in high school with like all the shit you could do now, making a YouTube page, yeah, right. I could have probably been famous for something else. And I see that like <laughs> I'll, I'll see a meme page for the most fucking random thing of you know a fan page of some artist and it'll have like 50,000 followers just from making memes about this artist. Consistency. It He's blows my mind. Up. There's a dude who sends me late. He sends celebrities Legos on Instagram every day. He's like I'm going to send this cele every celebrity a Lego for 100 days. And he has a certain amount of followers just because he's consistent. Wow. It doesn't even mean shit. Right. <laughs> but yeah. But is being an influencer and being an artist these days like too close? You seem like you probably aren't super comfortable with the fact that you, to some extent, are kind of a, a billboard for yourself, your your content, as well as potentially other brands. Um, I mean... They were gonna. It was gonna do that anyway. You know what I mean? Like, right. it's, this. My opinion of it doesn't really matter. It was like artists and influencers were always gonna like mix because there's always niggas that's always like, oh, I do this, this, and this. So eventually, you know, with all the tools we have now, eventually people are gonna start doing that for real. Like, I actually do all this shit. So I, I don't know. It's, right. It was just bound to happen. Because you're one of the few artists that, in learning about you, that I've seen that you actually had this contentious relationship with fame where like 
you yeah. felt kind of uncomfortable with it once Extremely everybody hard. just started to gravitate towards your shit where i feel like a very few artists that i've spoken to have like the self-awareness to really get that yeah i'm just too normal to be honest like in my like when i started getting any money from music i was like 28 29 right so by that time i'm a grown-ass man mm. i have already lived enough life to not be fucked over or like tricked into shit so like shit just annoys me most of the time like right. in, in the industry but um yeah I'm, I'm constantly thinking that when i see young artists blow up and they just sort of their personality gets frozen in time at like 18 <laughs> yeah and they never like understand what it, it is to be an adult or to have to work a shitty job or whatever and that just mm -hmm. colors the whole rest of their life yeah me i had worked infinite shitty jobs i actually did it the hard way i guess that's why i'm just kind of like whatever now right so like you know i was performing for years had so many jobs i was literally trying to make money from this for so fucking long right by the time i actually started making money from it i was just like got it but your music to me doesn't really sound like somebody trying to make money off their music no that that wasn't the intention Seems like you would have made a lot of different choices <laughs> aesthetically <laughs> etc if you were really just trying to get paid a lot of the rappers i interview seem like they're just trying they're to just make trying some money yeah yeah, no, I'm 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 not tr just trying to get paid. I actually just like what I do. The getting paid shit is a byproduct of it. I do want money so I can live, right. but like I'm not out here like I just need the money. I'm only in it for the money type shit. Right. But I'm always having that conversation with people about how the older you get, the less it, like when you're young, when you're 18, 19, it seems like everything's about really like popularity and just mm. meeting people and girls and being mm. around shit, et cetera. And then as you get closer to your thirties, well into your thirties, it starts to, things start to seem a bit more simple. I know so many people who've basically like built up a, a life for themselves, a platform. And then at some point in the early thirties, they just pivot out of it because they realize they're not ever going to make a significant amount of money doing that. Yeah. It's, that's another byproduct of just doing shit like on camera all the time. You get frozen. Like whatever people think of you, their first impression is just that's it. Yeah. And if you're yeah, if their first impression of you is some shit you were doing when you were 17, mm. that's probably difficult. Some child star shit. Yeah. But, and you got a lot of eyeballs on you that are very uh discerning as well <laughs> like i was watching a video of some fucking white kid with glasses just talking oh, about your career i hate those videos dude and i was like a it kind of says a lot about your content that people are even making these kind of videos because yeah, most yeah. rappers i interview just don't have this type of analysis going into their their art <laughs> but it also just seemed like so much pressure because they're just talking about like i feel like with this project he he is fully formed like this is it i don't know how he's going to improve upon this I'm like, wow, that's a lot of fucking pressure. It's 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 really not. It's people people I think the type of music I make, it's just kind of weirder and more like left field. So it's just naturally gonna attract that kind of person, you know. I feel like you attract like aspiring music journalists who want who <laughs> yeah. want to be verbose in discussing <laughs> what they are taking in, you know? Yeah, I, it's so unfortunate. But yeah, I I really do feel like I attract people who wanna work. Not all that's all I track, but there's a large minority of people that are just like, yeah, just like that, and um, yeah, just that's a byproduct, of just making weird shit. It's right. the same thing, like um, what's it like Tech Nine, the rapper Tech Nine, right? Like he puts on mask and like wears shit like that, and it's just like, yeah, you're gonna attract <laughs> the white kids with glasses when you do shit like that's that. That's true. So I understand. And then as far as them, the pressure, it's not really any pressure. People hear what I want them to hear, so. 
if they're judging shit based on like what I've let them hear already, it's like you haven't heard what I'm doing in private. So it's like, I don't really care. You right. know what I mean? Like I, you're just hearing like what I, you're judging me based on specifically what I wanted you to. Right. So like you don't know anything else. So, so. if you have a hundred songs, the ones that make it onto the project, are those going to be the ones that are more left field or do, do, do the weirdest no. songs tend to not make the project? No, the weirdest shit gets uh, stuffed in really? because I already have a reputation as being like, too weird for some people right so i just tuck most of that in because it's maybe insecurity but mm -hmm. like no I, I i actually try to put out shit that sounds more normal to my ears and right. then when, when it comes out people are just like what is this bullshit <laughs> this, is that that happens every single time i put out something i'm just like yeah this sounds like this sound, i don't know this sounds like a, ba a the baby song or some shit like to, to me right. and then i put it out and they're just like this is the strangest thing i've ever heard man tuck it back in are you just chronically bored with like mainstream popular absolutely. rap for the most part absolutely yeah i keep getting the, <laughs> yeah. i keep getting closer absolutely. and closer to being able to admit that so yeah <laughs> yeah no nah, and and I, I don't mean it in like a old head way right. it's just actually is not interesting to me from a technical perspective right for the most part it's just like I don't care. A lot of what sells right now, you probably know because you cover a lot of these dudes, but a lot of what sells now is personality. Yeah. It's a lot of people like, what's going on outside of this shit? You know, what your real life is. They want authenticity to like match with the rhymes, but the actual music itself is not evolving at all. Yeah. So like, yeah, it doesn't interest me. Yeah. It, 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 it interests me on that level. Like, oh, this dude's really real. But like, there's another part of me that's just like, this shit's boring on like a technical level. Yeah, I mean, so. like hip hop has kind of replaced, uh, you know, technical competency or artistry with like successfulness and and character for the most part. Those mm -hmm. are like the easier things for the fans to sort of wrap their head around, I guess. And and, yeah. and I also feel like it's the kind of thing where the same way that they were able to teach a computer to play chess better than any human being, it's like the algorithm will lead you to the conclusions <laughs> of yeah. what music is actually going to you know do well and that's why even even artists who seem like they're a little bit artistic or, or have different uh aesthetic choices that they plan on making they'll be out in the game for a couple of years and you just sort of watch their production just gravitate back towards the sort of core of rap because that's the thing that's most attractive to people you know yeah it, it usually just kind of bounces back to that you're right even even with me like i probably made weirder shit back in the day and um if you listen to my stuff now, it probably sounds uh, to someone who's been listening to me for years. This shit now probably sounds like a pop album really, to them, yeah. you know, to someone who listens to weird shit all the time. But yeah, watching that happen to Thug throughout my life has been kind of watching wild what? thing. Watching Thug's career. Oh, Thug's career. I mean, he was the most he's abrasive rapper ever, and I loved him for that early on. <laughs> he, he's, he's interesting because his career has gone from like people being like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah. to now it's just this. Um, baseline respect that people have for him like it's just like yeah young thug you know what i mean right. and yeah I've, i guess like seeing that from where it was to now it's just people are such dick riders yo because mm. yeah the, the um the reception to him was completely different before but he always had people supporting him because he's always like he's extremely talented that's yeah. never changed but yeah i mean he was the kind of guy where honestly even if his music sucked i feel like he still would have been famous because he was just that endearing of a character he yeah he's he's pretty just kind of interesting outside of just music itself. Right. But his music is actually crazy though. Like the way he he's an underrated rapper. The way he raps is like really, really weird. Yeah, <laughs> probably like the most influential rapper of like the last ten years. I would say. Really, you think so? Him and who? Lil B. 
<laughs> yeah, but don't you feel like the 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 shadow of Lil B has it been kind of limited? Which I feel like is a shame, but he makes no effort to be in the public eye. He doesn't do any of the stuff that you would expect somebody in his position to do, which is yeah. very that's him. That's what makes him him. He's never made the choices you would have expected from him. But sometimes I feel like the younger audience has kind of lost sight of how important he was. Yeah, he um he he kind of has this aura of I already did it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't have to do it. Like, my influence is there. I don't have to do much. Right. So, and I'm just, I think people just respect it. But, yeah, yeah, maybe Young Thug. Who else? Yeah. I can't think of what right now. But, yeah, Thug would probably be the most. Yeah. I mean, we could sit here all day Chief and probably Keith. think of some other good ones. Chief Keith, definitely. For <laughs> sure. Yeah. Um, but, okay, like, you seem like a smart enough dude that, like, a lot of rappers claim that they don't read the meta commentary about themselves. Oh, I do. I don't believe that you would be able to ignore it. You just seem like the kind of guy who'd they're be lying. fascinated by it. Yeah, they're all they're all lying. Everyone, I mean, I've been around people who are extremely famous, and they read that shit. So I'm just like, I know you niggas that are under that are mm-hmm. reading that shit. But right. yeah, I absolutely read it, especially if it's on my. If you at me, you right. know, I'm definitely going to look at it. But it's it gives you a general perception of what people think of you. I mean, yeah, it gives a general perception of, like, the idea of you out there. Right. Because you can think you're a, a certain way. Like, in my head, I'm a certain way, but to people on the internet and on the outside, I'm, like, probably just a weirdo. Right, but do you put a lot of thought into how you present yourself on social media? Because I feel yeah. like that that's that's a huge part of what your brand is. And if you were acting silly on your Instagram story every day, then that basically would change the way that you're viewed you know no i get drunk and i do various drugs and i just log into my twitter account and just do whatever i actually hold back a lot on my twitter i could like i could easily get myself kicked out of the industry like like that really but like yeah easily but um no i just you know do drugs and get online and say whatever really that's a mess right there like getting drunk and, and being on Twitter and just saying the craziest shit that seems funny in the moment is, <laughs> doesn't seem like it usually works out well in the long run. Right? This is the age we're in, though. It's like this is entertainment now. Like right. this is the shit I like to look at. People, real life fuckery. So I'm just like, why not? You know what I mean? And it's just like because sometimes my life is hectic, but I just don't let people see it. But like I just been getting closer and closer to it. <laughs> to but. really truly not giving a shit. To truly not giving a shit to get to that point. Right. Mm-hmm. Because the thing is, is that you could you could tweet one thing that would be that would make you way more famous for that one thing than anything you've ever done musically because there's Literally. so much more of an appetite for gossip. If you said Kendrick Lamar could suck my ass. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's like complex headlines. It's on World Star, it's on everything, you know? It's easy. And people people know people know that you can do that. And then so people it's just part of the game. I just see it now. It's mm. just entertainment is, is a marketing scheme now. So right. it's just like people are mixing real life with like with fake shit. Like, I'm not going to lie to you. You've seen that shit going on with uh, Freddie Gibbs and uh, <laughs> yeah. academics. Yeah. I low-key think that whole shit is fake. Mm. I don't know. I think there's some reality to it, but it just seems too like well thought out to mutually me mutually beneficial and like he's releasing an album and it's just like it just seems like the new age this just seems like some new age marketing like they got mm. together and was like i'm just gonna go in on you you go in on me done we get attention yeah. but i could be completely wrong they could just genuinely hate each other i don't actually think that one is fake but like you know people would always say that during the trippy red the uh, six nine beef 
and I understood where they were coming from, even though I knew people who were on the inside of it. So I never really thought it was fake. But like, I saw what they were, what they meant because you're looking at something like, if these guys are serious about wanting to kill each other, why don't they just fucking do it? It's hard for people yeah, to wrap their head around making all these videos and incriminating yourself and just giving the cops a blueprint or if anything were to happen. That's that's literally all it is. Like the reason I thought it was fake is when I saw Freddie Gibbs like, man, I could have smoked you. I was like, oh, this is this is not real. I could have smoked you during <laughs> your no jumper interview. Is what he said. Oh, is that record. what he said? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just, I was like, there's no, why would you say that? Yeah. That <laughs> so to me I was just, like, okay, he's not going to do that. Yeah, because, that's not, like yeah. you're letting him know, like, I I'm, I have no intentions of doing this. But that, now they're talking about boxing match. I'm like, are you guys fucking serious? <laughs> that's not happening. <laughs> that would be great. That would be entertaining. It, it would be, look, it's a it's wrestling, bro. It would be a good way to culminate the storyline. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that you have to fight Morrissey. <laughs> That's like your defining beef throughout your career, right? It, it's crazy. I don't actually have any real life. I never met him. I don't have any real right. life smoke with the guy. But um, yeah, it's just kind of become a thing right. because like I took an issue with some shit he said, and then now it's become its own thing. But yeah, I would, I'd definitely fight him if but he wanted to. But he boxes and shit, so he's actually fighting. he does. But isn't he like sixty years old? Yeah, man, he'll fucking that dude will wither away if I hit him. Right. <laughs> I, after I've tried to ask some of my Mexican friends if if. They are even aware of any controversy surrounding Morrissey, nope. and even the idea of me bringing it up—they're like, "What? Nah, nah. How could you say anything about it?" Yeah, him? yeah, like, no, nah, no, nah, it, it, it's serious for real. That's they what love fame it. and good music will honestly do for you. Yeah, it, it gives you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, you feel like <laughs> that's why I think you feel so free to tweet whatever the fuck you want because your fans really love your music so much that they're just gonna kind of—you can say the craziest, most reckless shit, and that kind of fits within your character, right? But see, I, when I say crazy, reckless shit, it's it's only crazy, reckless to the outside. To me, I right. feel like I have a point. Mm. But, you know, it just, I guess that's why they, they, they let me do whatever. Because I'm never like, I'm never like, like, you know, when No Name got on, on Twitter and was like, fuck my white fans or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I've right. never, I've never done any shit like that. Right. You know what I mean? I might say some crazy shit. Because right. I mean it at the time, but I've never just come out and be like, you know what? I'm just generally feeling like, fuck all of y'all. Right. Nothing specific. Fuck y'all. What's that like, though, to have to constantly kind of bottle up and hide your hatred of white people? <laughs> <laughs> um, Fresh off the top right there. I didn't, I didn't great, write that down. That's, that's a beautiful question, man. <laughs> listen, man. But It'd okay, be. to be fair, a lot of rappers probably do have some kind of conflicted feeling about the fact that they have all these white kids screaming the n-word in their face every night of the show right um no nah, it doesn't it doesn't bother me if, if, if you come from a certain environment you kind of know that you know if you have a lot of white people at your shows if white people are consuming your product you probably are making money it's, right. it's the re the reason why there's like a demand for it is because like white people there's a lot of them in this country and they have a lot of money right. and so if they're giving you their money you're probably doing something right that's that's just the way i've always seen it you know like when when that white girl jumped on stage and said the N word on Kendrick shit, yeah. like I was like, that motherfucker probably owns all the vinyls. That might have been the first time <laughs> that she that? found out she wasn't supposed to be doing that. Straight up, yeah. straight up, because she was just probably sitting in the house listening to Kendrick all day. But it's just like, yeah, nah, it it, it doesn't actually bother me. I, I think it bothers people who like want to be perceived a certain way. They want to be seen as like a champion to a certain thing, or like they want to be perceived a certain way, and that the white fan base doesn't like. Uh, it doesn't uh, what's the word I'm looking for it doesn't uh, jive with that shit but I feel like you probably most of your white fans are like the self-hating white fans <laughs> who like if you said something about white people they'd probably be like yes I agree it, it, it's 50-50 um, 
I think some of them are like that, and I think the rest of them are just, I don't know what it is. I have mm. no fucking, I can't really explain it, but like, I come down and talk to them after shows, and I'm just like, I can't get a read on them. It's like halfway just super enthusiastic and they just I think some of them just like weird music and yeah. I, I probably scratch an itch that they can't get but, but um, I remember being a kid and like going down the aggressive music rabbit hole and you know I'm listening to Blink-182 and then I'm listening to punk and and system of a down and shit like you know that. And new metal and then death metal and then black metal and then grindcore those are 2020 futuristic vape pens which you're welcome to go for With these these are edibles yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 okay go I'll crazy uh, yeah those don't. That's just nicotine. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, I'll try one. We have weed if you also. don't mind. Yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't bring any weed because for some reason I, I. Even though I've watched so many interviews where people are smoking, I just didn't bring weed. I was like, I can't smoke. Right. <laughs> no, I feel you. But I also feel like a lot of people, their smoking weed personality is not as good as they think it is. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're probably just like. Not that I don't think you'd have a problem with it, but. I interview people frequently where they just go quiet once they hit the blunt, and it's like, what the <laughs> fuck is this? Like, you're acting like you do this all the time, dude. No, I'm 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 it's obscenely talkative when I smoke. Mm. So I apologize in advance. No, no, no doubt. But yeah, dude, I, I I get I don't get questioned with that a lot, but every now and then, I think people who want to try to get under my skin, they mm. usually come to me with this like, you got white fans, you got white fans kind of thing, and it does it it definitely doesn't. I think there's an element of it that bothers certain people, but mm. to me, I just know what I come from, and it, it never really bothered me like that. But um, I just understand it, you know what I mean? It's not like, uh, it's not something that I sit around at night and like keeps me up. Like I go on stage and I get I get a check, you know what I'm saying? I get paid, and then I go home and spend that shit. Right. So at, the, at its very core, I don't give a fuck on that level, but right. like, it doesn't bother me in any way because i know like yeah if, if a bunch of white people are consuming your shit you're probably making money i mean you're making them not not that if, if niggas are consuming it you're not making money but you right. get what i'm saying i mean but they're coming to you on your terms yeah yeah it would feel different if you were like making music to court them and then they're sort of like misinterpreting you know i, I think when dave Chappelle left his fucking show that was like his thing he felt like his message was being manipulated and he was not you know, you know he didn't appreciate being treated this way and being promoted this way i mean you're basically in charge of all that right yeah yeah i have i have like control of my shit and i you know all that and dave Chappelle, yeah he walked away from so much money just because like it bothered it it actually did bother him but i don't think it was the fans it was like the shit in the back right yeah yeah, yeah. right but i mean at a certain point like if you're making jokes for your people and then you realize that there's a shitload of people who are not your people who are having a good old time laughing at this i could see how that would be you know not not the ideal situation. Again, I'm just older and have more life experience than a lot of these people. So it's just like, yeah, man, like it, sitting around and worrying about some shit like that would would do nothing for you. Because at the end of the day, if you make it really successful, you're going to be attracting mostly white people anyway. Like yeah. you go to festivals, it's it's going to happen. There's no, there's, you know what I'm saying? Like, unless you're a tank or a little Bootsy or some shit, you're not going to go to an arena and there's nothing but niggas there. You should it's play at one of those Bootsy fests that he does. I would love to play the Bootsy <laughs> fest. You don't understand. I, 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 I used to go to that shit. I, I went to, well, like two of them. Seriously? Yeah, man. It's in, it's in Louisiana. I used How to was there. that? Fire. Wow. <laughs> I was thinking about hitting him up and just being like, yo, can I just slide to one of those things? I feel like I might have the time of my he'd life. Probably, he'd probably let you. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know him personally, but he'd probably let you. Yeah. I mean, it just it looks like way too fun. 
It's extremely fun, man. It's 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 all good. It's all good vibes. I would definitely play there. He probably never let me play there, but right. I definitely would play there. Right? Because like, yeah. Um, have you thought at all about like who's watching this? Like, whether like, do you feel like you're speaking to your fans or to the No Jumper fans right now? Um, because it's a ton of two different conversations depending on who we yeah, want to speak to, right? Probably No Jumper fans who probably either don't give a fuck or are just gonna be like whatever. And then, but I'm I was everything I just said a minute ago was for my fans personally, right. just so like so they know. But yeah, <clears throat> the No Jumper fans are like people on the outside are probably look at this and be like. Whatever, nigga. You just you just like white people or some shit. But you just wanted to talk to another white person. You just wanted to talk to another white person. You bitch ass nigga. Collecting white people. <laughs> um, because yeah, like I, I'm kind of like paranoid about like talking about like shit that I know you've already probably covered in interviews and stuff. Oh man, I, bro, I, I don't I don't fucking care. Because like the military thing is particularly interesting to me. Like when I said I was watching this white kid with glasses make a video about you, he was talking about how your your time in the military may have. Uh, influence some of the production on these records. He doesn't the, know the loud clanking <laughs> and the fighting in the background. I'm like, no. that's quite an inference. Like, you, that, that's a stretch. He does. He doesn't know. Like, when you join the military, you take a test and you have to pick a job, and they give you a job actually. Mm-hmm. So, like, depending on your job, you will be fighting or doing this and that. But he doesn't fucking know me. He's right. never met me. And he doesn't know what I did in the military. He doesn't know how long I was. He doesn't know where I was. Right. So him saying that is just, he saw I was in the military and was like, military, bombs, war. Right. This is why his music's loud. It's so childish. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's, it's so. very surface level, right? It's the most surface level shit yeah. you could possibly, but it, it, this kind of shit happens to me a lot and I don't respond to any of it because right. it's pointless, yeah. you know, but like. Yeah, you asking me right now. Yeah, I, that's literally how it happens. It right. happens all the time. But <laughs> when, when when I first got in here, people were you know that you know death grips. Yeah, yeah. People were comparing me to death grips. I knew they would right. even before I did anything. I knew they would. So I tried to get ahead of it. Right. And it, they still did it anyway because we're both loud and black and have a beard. And right. I just knew people would just. just put that shit together yeah when i was reading random Simple. shit uh to get ready to interview you i just kept seeing them compare your deaf girl so so many times that i had to go back and like listen to them again because it's been so many years and i'm like oh okay this is not really that similar but they want to put it in the same box it's just it's it's surface level shit it's i said this years ago but like it's no offense to them but the kind of shit i talk about just taking the perception of me out of it me talking about race this and that blah 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 you're comparing me talking about black people issues on wax to a band with dicks on their cover. It's not even in the same tax bracket, but yet we're smushed together just because like we might both be loud. It's because some people just aren't smart enough to get the nuance of it. And it's just like, what can you actually do with that other than just laugh at it and try to get ahead of it? <laughs> try to get ahead of do it. you have a relationship with them though? Or is that just some other no. shit that you have nothing to do with? I, 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 have, I have no relationship with them. I never met them. I have no issue with them. I just like don't like to be compared to people just strictly because I'm black and you know some of these fans don't know any black people right and they're just like oh shit two black people that do similar things there can only be one it's yeah. like no motherfucker so no. you don't have like high hopes for there being like an avant-garde like hip-hop revolution or anything like that I no I do I would love that right I, w- I would welcome that I was actually tweeting about that shit mm. the way that mainstream artists like you look on um any album, look at a little baby album. It's the same features: Dirt, Future, mm-hmm. Drake, 
et cetera, et cetera. There's a reason for that. They stick together. They come up, they make money together. They mm. know that like all of them on the song, regardless of what that shit sound like, is going to go. You're going to spread it around Spotify. You know what I'm saying? There's an element of that in the underground with like guys like me, Earl, Danny Brown. Right. I want to like, I would love to like mush that together because we would all come up. It would be like we're all like hunkering down in our little world instead of like, we're just weirdos on the outside of, of mainstream and we, you know, it's, it, we, we have our own thing going on and a lot of people dick ride what we do. So, right. like, I think it's, it's important that we, like... You need a union. <laughs> <laughs> like, the way that they have these, like, 90s rapper tours still. I've been yeah. to a couple of those and it's, like, it's a great vibe and it's cool to see them, like, they play venues that are way fucking bigger than they would be able to play on their yeah. own when you stick Ice Cube and DJ Quick and Snoop and Game all on the same tour or whatever. Oh, people want to come out. You see the same thing with, like, the fucking psychopathic records type era mm -hmm. there's all these like juggalo style rappers even if they're not directly associated with icp and that's its own little it's scene. all in the same like related artists thing, you need you know? your up and smoke tour yo that would be great that would be incredible like yo i saw a flyer like months ago it had like baby bash yin yang twins wow like there's all these people in it and i was like oh my god the old nigga in me was just like Yes, yeah, yes. and I, I just wanted to go to it. I, there, there's, I want to harness that energy for the underground, yeah, yeah. But yeah, unionizing is a different thing. That <laughs> that, that would involve rappers getting along with each other, right? On a widespread scale, it's hard to imagine. No, I was standing on stage uh, for a moment. I'm watching the people who are you know turning up to exhibit or game or whoever the fuck it was, and I'm looking out into the audience, and it's all like dudes with their shirts tucked in and like they look like they have you know good solid jobs they're like 48 they're they standing do. with their wife they and do and they're just loving they Snoop do. dog or game or whatever and it's they, like yeah. this is complete <laughs> the, the average age here is literally twice the average age at the average show that i would go to thousand percent that they're um they're living out their uh whatever you their youth yeah. you know what i mean they're just going back to that shit but they got the money to come and come out and they will support you when they see people like all those like acts all in one thing. They're just like, yes, I want to be there. It yeah. makes you feel like you're one of you. Um, I'm missing out on something. Yeah. Brings you back to that, that place. Mm -hmm. When you think about your, your biggest influences rap wise when you were a child, what yeah. comes to mind or, or even just musically in general? Um, when I was a child. Um, so when I was really young, um, I wasn't into music at all, mm -hmm. like when I was really young. The first song I really liked, the song, first music I ever liked was fucking Hanson. <laughs> you remember Umbop? That makes me feel like we're the exact same age, because when I was like 12 <laughs> or 13, that was the most popular song in the fucking Shit world. It was popping, yeah. man. I thought one of them was a girl. I did too. I thought they were both girls. <laughs> really? I thought it was a group of women. <laughs> I really did. I thought like, but yeah, nah, I, yo, that... The first, I didn't know anything about music, so mm. I didn't have any context to like, oh, this is Hanson, only certain types of people listen to this, blah, blah. I just liked that shit, and I was like, I need that shit. So I, that's the first thing I remember liking. Somehow from there, I started listening to a bunch of random shit, and I found my way to Cameron. I don't really know how, wow. but come like Cameron, um, Diplomats, um, yeah, those are the first like rappers. Those are my, probably my base influence like a lot of east coast shit right az 
a lot of like hardcore hip hop. Cameron blew my fucking mind into a million pieces when I was like, you know, 18 or 19 when I first heard him because it was just like, I, I didn't know, you know, I'm coming off of being the biggest G Unit fan in the world. And it's like, yeah. I didn't know that a gangster rapper got to be this irreverent and funny and silly <laughs> and have so many references. It was just yeah. like the polar fucking opposite of what 50 was doing. Yeah. And I was just blown away. And that's, yeah. that's what I like about Cameron. Like I, I was born in New York and like when you come from a, like whatever kind of environment you're no smiles no this no that yeah i like that cameron still kept like a sense of humor but he was serious about his shit like he never he was he, you can't play him he's not a goof right but he 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 can joke around like if you watch that fucking killer season movie yeah. that shit is funny as shit he just yeah. spits on a little girl yeah he just straight up spits on her that was for, a real moment for a lot of people like can, <laughs> can i laugh at this can i approve of this like he just spit on her yo it yeah. just it didn't have any he didn't have to do it he yeah. just put it in there but like his he, own movie in his own movie <laughs> <laughs> that he has complete control of yeah. but yeah he, he he's a funny dude um but yeah uh I, I i liked that about him i think and i think that came out with his raps even like him rapping over the soul samples and shit right. they were just weird to me yeah so that drew me in the production and like his his rhymes and all that shit like he was rapping all whimsical yeah, we, we pulled up the lyrics to Suck It or Not the other day when I was like doing like spoken word reading of that. And like just the, the fact that he said like, oh, you don't like men? Me neither. What a coinky dink. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like reading that just thinking like I might have gone my whole life never even thinking that a rapper knew about the existence of coinky dink. Coinky dink. <laughs> and I don't know where I know about that from. I'm sure I heard my mom say it as a kid for sure. Man, he... I actually forgot that song exists, yeah. and I forgot that's he he like. Uh, I know it's white, it's like but here comes dropper. the hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> he like dropped the beat on no that pause, shit too. no pause. But he invented pause, and no. Yeah, man, Cameron, one of my favorites, one of my goats. Right, definitely. Um, man, I got so many good things written down that I could just randomly bring out. What do you think of the Second Amendment? You rap about the guns. actual Second Amendment. Yeah, you rap about guns from time to time. What are your thoughts on like the legalization? I or personally, gun in my per the legalization of it. Oh damn, you gave you gave me like a CNN question. Yeah, just from, whatever. I'm just interested <laughs> in what your thoughts are on it overall. All right, so this is so personally, I personally think every single black person in this country mm. should have some sort of baseline knowledge of weaponry. Or like, uh, or shooting, or have somebody should in their house should have a license or something. That's just me personally, and the reason is because I think that we get shot in the street so much, and so much random shit just happens to black people all the time. Mm -hmm. We got to be armed, I think, personally. And me, personally, I think I love guns. I think um, I own guns. I got them legally. I have a concealed carry, and, like, I just, it's for defense, you know? It makes me feel better, mm -hmm. like, when I'm just, like, doing my day-to-day -day shit, but... I think that it just should be harder to get. That's mm. all. I don't really think there should be like a widespread ban on them because people just want to get rid of them altogether. Right. And I don't think that's realistic. You're There's not gonna hundreds get... of millions of guns in this country. Yeah, hundreds. What? And, and <laughs> you know, like, what are they going to do? And and I, I would dare say most of them are not registered at all. You know mm. what I'm saying? So you're never really going to get rid of the guns in the, in the in America. What you can do is just make it harder. It's way too easy to get a gun. Yeah. I'll just be honest about that. I was, so I that, was, that's it. I was listening to a podcast the other day with this liberal commentator saying that so many of his liberal Democratic friends are buying guns right now because their viewpoint is that they don't want the Republicans to have all the guns if some shit goes down, 
which seems like a pretty reasonable. They already assessment. have them. Like yeah. all these these crazy militias and shit. They've been had guns since before any of us was thinking about about that shit. Since before I was born, they got bunkers, man. They got fucking rice and shit stuffed up. They got dried up food. They're ready to go. So it's like. You you trying trying to play catch up in twenty twenty one to right. these kind of people is not going to be possible. But like, I just that's great that people are waking up to it now because I know a lot of people are just like, nah, no guns. I don't like guns. Blah blah blah. But I really think it should just be harder to get them instead of it just being like, it's just too easy. That's yeah. all. It's just way too simple to get them and easy. And if it was just like harder screening, like more like things to like detect these crazy ass people who actually go out and do crazy shit with them it would be a lot better but right. i don't think there needs to be a, a widespread ban on them that's not that's just my opinion though personally yeah. as an owner personally that's my opinion but I mean, um it's crazy yeah. when you see people who are really immersed in like gun culture like this fucking kid who shot up at school the other day and then they're showing his parents buying him the gun they're displaying <laughs> it on social media the mom he, so he gets caught looking at ammunition in class on his phone and the the teacher tells his mom and then his mom doesn't even respond here's the voicemail and yeah. texts her son and says you need to get better at not getting caught that See, was a it, wild moment for me. <laughs> like, am I really reading this? Like, is this really how this went down? And granted, they got charged with manslaughter, which is, I guess is nice. Uh, yeah, they 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 had to because like then. <laughs> Their negligence is literally what led to that because they could have yeah. stopped that so many times. I, I I was looking at that shit too. Like they, what what happened? Like the kid. They caught the kid in school doing some shit, like drawing some crazy shit, yeah. and they called the parents. They up. let him go back to class, and then he starts shooting everybody. It's like it could have been stopped at so many levels, and it could have been stopped at a parenting level, yeah. but the parents are just shit parents, really, and they were just like, whatever. And it's just like, if you're going to be obsessed with guns and whatever, that's cool, but like, you can't just, because of your negligence, like, yeah, all these kids died because of your kid. Now your ass is in jail. <laughs> so it's just like, all you had to do was not everything you did. Yeah. Like, they really f managed to fuck up every last thing that you could have potentially done there. They did everything wrong. Like, down to the day of it happening, they did everything wrong. So it's just like... When I was 16, I was in a photography class, and I took a picture of a, a dead squirrel like that had been run over by a car. And then it's getting developed, and the teacher sees that I'm taking a picture of this dead animal. And I've come to learn that uh, torturing animals is like one of the biggest signs that somebody's going to become a killer. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like a older. sign of a sociopath. Yeah, so they reported me. I had to go to the office. <laughs> they're doing all kinds of, you know, they're making me do all these reviews and stuff. And I'm like, do you think that I actually ran a fucking squirrel over with my car? Even if I wanted to do that, nobody could do that unless you trapped it and held it in place. Yeah, you'd have to really be like, you'd have to sit outside all day and like keep attempting that. Yeah, just drive up and down the street all day until you merge something. <laughs> that but, would be like content. And and but that was nineteen ninety nine or something, and that was how concerned they were about that. And then when I hear that story about that kid, I'm just like, like these yo, it's just dumbass. It's like the 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 people you saw that were crazy and stupid when we were younger, they grow up and have kids. I'm realizing that now as I get older, I'm like, oh, you don't get smarter. Right. Like if you if you're dumb right now and you're crazy as shit and don't got your shit together. When you're 40 or 50 and you're having kids, you just pass that shit down. So, yeah. like, their parents are crazy. That is what's <laughs> scary. Parents crazy. You see a lot of shit these days, and it's like, Jesus Christ, you're passing that down to your kids? Like, I know a girl yeah. who's fully into QAnon, and she, she just had a baby, and I'm just like, hell yeah. That seems like you're just legitimately abusing your child because of the fact that you're going to one day tell him that that's how the world works. 
That's scary. I mean, bro, that QAnon shit is just hilarious to me. Yeah. Because it's just... Because you have a little bit of a right-wing media obsession, right? Would you characterize an obsession or just a fringe interest? It's not really... I guess it is kind of an obsession. I just find it interesting. Yeah. Because they're so crazy. Like, And nothing they does... Like, all they do is... The the only thing they're looking out for is themselves, and they'll say anything to support that. So their views and everything just shift depending on the situation. Right. And just as somebody who's seen it for years, just watching it is just straight up entertaining. Right. I'm not gonna lie, it's just entertaining. So I've it's always been like that. As soon as I could even change the TV channel, when I, I'm thinking when I was like 18 and I moved out of the house, I was watching like Bill O'Reilly and shit because it was yeah. way more interesting. Cameron was on fucking Bill O'Reilly. Oh, like I know you, doggy. I got like you mad. It's classic. Like it it. I, I, I said this to somebody before, but I showed them like two like political analysts arguing and then I showed them like one of six nines Instagram lives and I said, Tell me the difference. Better audio. Better <laughs> Literally yeah. six nines will have better audio. But it's like there's no actual difference. It's the same shit. So that's what that's what I get out of it. It's like right. fuckery from like business people who are pretending to not be like ghetto. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's a weird world. But is there anybody that you that you particularly like in that world that you sort of hate watch or, or that you just find particularly fascinating? Um, I used to hate watch Alec Jones, Alex Jones, <laughs> but I stopped hate watching him because he became kind of entertaining. Yeah. Like I, I started like kind of liking him, not what he was saying, but I was like looking forward to him. I was like, yo, this dude is out of his mind. He's always selling like crazy shit like soap it's yeah. like a futuristic soap that it keep you keep the the liberals off you well i mean but he, he got canceled <laughs> by youtube and everywhere else so he kind of has to the oh he only, got canceled well he, yeah they took away his youtube channel and shit oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. and twitter and everything so really he kind of has to sell these products like there's no he's not gonna be able to get advertising from almost any brand he kind of has to sell his own vitamins he got real life canceled then yeah shit they got his ass um i guess I don't really like watching him, but I guess Tucker Carlson or some shit. Yeah. But I just I just see him on Twitter. I don't like watching show. I go through phases with these guys where like I, I had like a month of Ben Shapiro. And then I just oh, I felt yeah. like I'd seen it all and that I wasn't learning anything about his worldview that I got it. And then I just kind of moved on. I'd, you know? I'd love to debate that guy, man, because he's just like he's not he. <laughs> it's like his his viewpoints are just. They have just enough shit that makes it make enough sense so that someone stupid can think it's genius. Right. So it's just like, he just needs to be put in front of someone who sees past that. You ever think that black people will embrace the Republican Party? <laughs> Sometimes I wonder if it's on the way. Because you see the Mexicans support the Republican Party like crazy in America. I think that black people will get tired of getting fucked over by the Democrats at yeah. some point. I, I, don't wonder, know if that'll, I don't yeah. know if that'll shift to Republicans because Republicans are just... A lot of Republicans are just more outright racist. Yeah. So like it's it 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 will be harder for black people to jive with like But I feel like the vast majority of modern Republicans, if somebody seems like they're on their side, they will welcome them in. Like Candace Owens doesn't seem like she's having <laughs> any trouble getting accepted in this world, even You're though right. she's way more far gone than a lot of these Republicans. She, I think she's gonna be a president one day, bro. I, I really do. But um Yeah, I don't yeah. think so. I don't think black people will ever embrace but who knows? They did at one point back in the day, but it was different. Like I saw a thing the other day that said that two percent of uh, Hispanic people like being called Latinx. Latinx. That to me just really made me feel like you, the Democrats are not knowing their audience right now. Nah, man. They, nah. <laughs> it, it's like it, they, they just don't. And mm-hmm. um, 
there's no way to they're so disconnected from what's actually going on it's actually funny to watch sometimes so like it's like you want them to be to do the right thing it's like you want them to like be better but mm-hmm. they just don't know how it's like joe biden is 9700 years old there's no way he can connect with anything going on but he'll say he will yeah you know he was at roscoe's before fucking before uh the election he's not at roscoe's now mm. <laughs> he, that's a good point and he won't be back and he doesn't have he doesn't nothing that's going on with black people concerns him at the moment when but, was the last time you went to roscoe's right before the election he was at roscoe's you um, went to see him no, I didn't go to see him. He was just like, what's up? It's me, Joe. I'm at Roscoe's just casually. I right. go here all the time. Yeah, this is my usual spot. And then he was on The Breakfast Club. Oh. He did He did all the urban shit. You yeah, know? and Joe Rogan <laughs> wouldn't have him on. <laughs> he said no, which I thought was pretty funny. It's not urban enough for him. He had, uh, but he, he didn't have Trump either. He had, he had Bernie Sanders on. Really? Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's like the extreme version of, okay. I mean, that's I, mean I feel like the more extreme left or right you get, you get on I don't, similar I, plane. I don't know much about him, you know. I don't really watch him. Like Joe people, Rogan? Yeah, people think I watch him, but I don't. I, I don't he, have anything against him. I just never He's like the him. reason why I started podcasting. But the older I get, the more and more I feel like I'm listening to my old-ass grandpa just, like, talk about shit, and it just isn't really the same. <laughs> like, when, when I saw him ask Snoop Dogg if the West Coast, East Coast beef was still alive, that... That kind of summed it up for me. I'm Wait, he that. asked him that? Yeah. When? Like a, a, a couple weeks ago. I just saw the clip. <laughs> I didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> That's what's up. And when I see that, I feel like it must be amazing to be able to do interviews where they have no expectation of you knowing what the fuck is going on. Yeah, man. I can't believe you actually asked him that in real time. Yeah. That's tight. I got to I got to go watch that shit. Yeah, but but like somehow his character, you know, we're talking about like character, like your fans expect certain things from you. Nobody expects Joe Rogan to not ask that question. <laughs> so he just gets to ask that question. You know, I mean, you can you can literally find that out with a quick Google search and be like, yeah. nah. but it's just like, you know, and it's been like 25 years. It's <laughs> shout out Joe Rogan though, because I think he's he's also five nine. So uh, shout out to him. That's, I, sh- I shout out everyone five nine. Really, <laughs> yeah. Royce the five nine. If yeah, it wasn't for him, you could have ended up adding that to your name, maybe. <laughs> maybe so. Is that why his name is Royce the five nine? He's so, five yeah, nine. Right? Yeah, that's what's up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't pretty, know that. Pretty solid. Um, switching gears, what or who influenced your stage presence? When I was watching you perform, this is one thing I was thinking about. I, I never see rappers do this kind of thing on stage, so I'm wondering, like, who you felt like actually influenced that? Um, a couple people. Um, the first one is someone you, you definitely don't know. It's a guy from Baltimore. His name's Abdu Ali. Okay. This is probably my main influence, is because when I first came to Baltimore, I went to a warehouse show and I saw Abdu performing to like 30 people, maybe. Uh-huh. I was one of them. He was just playing his songs off a laptop and just going in the crowd and performing. I'd never seen anything like that in my life. So, like, I started hanging out with him and I started adopting his style and I evolved into what I have now. So that's my main influence. Wow. But um, other than that, the guy from uh, uh, the main singer from Bad Brains. Oh uh, man, yeah. Bad a- a- as soon as you start talking about the other dude, I started thinking in my head. I wonder how influenced he was by Bad Brains because to me oh, yeah. they're like the m- most ahead of their time band maybe ever. Yeah, they were way too ahead of their time, like cra- on so many levels. Yeah, um, Bad Brains, uh, this band called Fear. Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. um, Fear, um, just a lot of punk artists, Black Flag, mm. people like that because they, um, 
you know, look at their shows. It's hectic. They're like, they're out there. The vocals might sound like shit. They might fuck up. But the live element is what I want people to take from it. I'm going out there. There's no backing track. There's nothing. I'm going out there and I'm going to give it 100%. If I fuck up, if I run out of breath, you're just going to hear it. Right. So, like, it might not be the most beautiful sounding thing, but, like, I'm going out there and giving you 100% because, like, yeah, these are the guys, when I watch them, they were always doing that. I'm not... You'll never see me up there with like a, a, a crazy outfit just walking around, just mm-hmm. kind of like, I just don't operate like that. Right. So, but is, yeah. Is there a time where you want to perform like that? You're on tour, you're kind of under yes. the weather, and you're like, I want to do the Gucci Man thing and just walk back and forth with my finger in the air. See, no, see, <laughs> I, I, yeah, a lot actually. I yeah. do, because it's tiring. But the thing with like Gucci Man, the reason why it works with him, because he has his authenticity and who he is True. backs that. So he can go up there. He doesn't have to do what I do. Right. You know what I mean? I go out there like I'm trying to prove myself. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So that that's more the thing. Because it, it's not, I don't have nothing against people who do that shit. Because right. I love, I've been to a Gucci Man show and mm-hmm. I love it. Even though he performs nothing like it's me. It's very him. It's very him. It's like, the, the one I went to was years ago. There was a billion niggas on stage and it was just like, it was just him. He had just a song playing and everybody was rocking. Everybody yeah. was drunk. It was like, it was a good ass time. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going there expecting him to do what I do. Right. But people come to my shit expecting me to do that. So right. like, I, I have to live up to that. And like, yeah, that's just bad brains and like punk artists. And when I was in Baltimore, I performed a lot of hardcore artists. So like, really? this is why I, I perform the way I do. You were like welcomed into that scene? Yeah. I, and, and it's not cause like, I wasn't trying to be in that scene. I think just the way I was performing right. just kind of meshed with them better that's than dope. it did like, uh, you know, a street rap scene or something like that. You ever met Tiana Trump? And yes, whenever anyone mentions Baltimore, I have to ask them something about Tiana Trump. This is becoming a meme on the show. <laughs> no, but I remember like a lot of people were excited when she said she moved to Baltimore. <laughs> <laughs> That's so crazy you brought her up. Yeah, she. I think she lives in Baltimore. Or she does, yeah. she. Uh, oh, yeah, she's probably not from there, right? But I've, I've seen so many videos of her just getting in arguments with random girls because she really likes like dudes like trapper ass dudes mm-hmm. like she doesn't want to live out here she got like locked up for like weed or something right i think she was being a drug mule for somebody or trafficking packs for somebody i believe yeah damn and she did the time too that's some real shit listen she came to my been. kids one year birthday party really yeah <laughs> she was well behaved don't, don't get any ideas guys <laughs> no i don't know tiana trump no okay. i'd love to meet her does um just given your name, how uh, would, how would you rate your level of interest in NFTs? <laughs> I don't know shit about NFTs, dude. Okay, um, I, it's just that I wish I did, but right. everyone keeps coming to me being like, "Yo, you should do an NFT. You're JPEG Mafia, right? You need to do an NFT." So I'm I'm gonna have to learn about it, mm-hmm. but I don't know anything about it. I know surface level shit, but right. that's it. I don't know anything about it. I think it. your fans will get behind it. They might. You just have to make it as obnoxious as possible. Like, just really not tailor it to anything that they would actually want. Just make it your own thing. I don't know what it would look like, but it's just gotta be, there's got to be, like, a real asshole vibe to it. Of Like, I'm just going to do it, what I want here. It has to be, like, something digital, right? Yeah. Dude, I have too much <laughs> shit that could, <laughs> that could fit that. Do you make art in any other forms, visually, or is it just rap? The only thing I'm good at is music. Really? I have no... I have vague other interests. Like I like certain other things, but music is my main like thing. I don't really like 
like to do anything else. Right. <laughs> like so, yeah. No, nah, I, don't, I don't. As far as other art, I might dabble in it, but music is really like where I put my time. I was with a dude playing poker last night who's a pro baseball player, and somebody asked him about how he ended up becoming a baseball player. They're like, you know, you played as a little kid, etc. He's like, yeah, it's pretty much all I did my entire life. And I was just thinking, like, that sounds so easy <laughs> and simple if you just found this one thing that you liked when you were, like, five, and then you just kept doing it. That's it. Became a professional, made a shitload of money, and never even had to really consider, like, going another path. Because for me, I just feel like... Anything I become interested in, there's there's a shelf life where it's just at some point I'm going to become interested in something else, <laughs> or my interest levels are going to wane. I'm always going to be pulled in a different direction. I I don't know why I don't have that. I just um, music caught on to me like mad early, and I never I never had any interest in anything else. I ca- I can't even remember. There's things I've wanted to do here and there. But I've never ever wanted to actually do anything else seriously. Like I, I never actually like put down like time and effort to like researching things like I did with music. Right, for sure. Um, do you fuck with Peggy Hill? Peggy Hill from King of the Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do. That's like my favorite character on any cartoon I, ever. I, I just started. Wa- I never watched that show before, and I just started watching. Really? It's funny as shit. It's actually. I don't know why I actually didn't wasn't watching it before. That's my happy place. Like if I'm, if I'm stressed out or whatever, sense. and it's like if, if I have like 20 minutes before I go to bed, I'm putting on King of the Hill, and it just sort of grounds me. There's something, and I have spent very little time in the American South, but something about it just really just feels very pure. It's like it's very rednecky and white trashy. Yeah, and those are things I thoroughly enjoy. So. <laughs> I definitely grew up white trash, but I just didn't grow up around rednecks, so it does feel kind of foreign to me. I, a lot of it. I grew up it. around rednecks, yeah, and and white trash. Right. I grew up around straight juggalo ass motherfuckers. Really? Not grew up around it, but there was no. Actually, I didn't grow up around them. My teenage years were spent around these. The, a lot of these types. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. From the state that I grew up in, there was at one point like a, a gang, a federal gang, shutdown of a, ju- a juggalo gang. Yeah. Because the, the, fr- says a real get- the frats a real and the juggalos were going to war in this one uh, area. Like the frat boys and the juggalos had a huge beef. They were actually like warring. Like, yeah. they were like damn. And it, was, it only freaks me out too because it, it happened in this area called Keene. And when I graduated high school, my parents convinced me to go to one college to tour it to see what I thought of it. And mm. before I was just like, I'm not, like, I can't do this. And then, and it was there. So I know where this battle took place. <laughs> You saying it like it's a civil war or some I mean, shit. It's like this battle, like they showed up with like swords and shit, and they just went to war. I wonder if I had been living there, who I would have sided with. Because <laughs> you know, I don't I, like now. I feel like I could really vibe with the juggalos, but <laughs> yeah, I fuck I with know. the I, I fuck with juggalos. Some people don't like them, but every time I meet a juggalo, they're always like really nice and not really concerned with anything, but insane clown posse so i don't really see a problem they definitely don't have the elitist gene not at all dude they're just like bumping icp and going about their business yeah so like but what's crazy is i just interviewed violent J, and he's kind of going through some health problems and stuff and uh they're like slowing down a lot with the touring and that 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 was really weird for me to realize like oh they're slowing down with touring but there will be a day where icp no longer exists yeah i have never really known a world well i guess i did but i was like 12 when i found out about icp so i've never really had to imagine a world without them as an adult well that it's happening man getting older and everything we loved before is fading away mm. it's just the way it is i've started to notice shit like that too and i'm just like i've i've just gotten desensitized to it i guess yeah bob dole's dead 
Yeah, that shit was crazy. It's like <laughs> I don't even know that. I don't much even about know why him. I laughed at that, but like I yeah. just know I, I remember as a kid like being fully convinced that this guy was a terrible dude and Clinton was the best and I'm rooting for Clinton. I don't know why. But because Clinton was like cooler, he played sax. Yeah. It's so crazy. That's what got him over. Like that we both immediately thought of the saxophone. Sax, bro. Yeah. Like he played sax, and it just like he got the benefit of the doubt for niggas for years. Fuck, <laughs> fuck those war crimes. That guy could play a mean <laughs> saxophone. <laughs> he just like that's all it took. It's crazy as shit. And it's the really context too, because he's he's there with Arsenio Hall. Yeah, I see. He was so. on a, he's on Arsenio, and he was like Arsenio was like the show, the urban show at the time, and like yeah. But that's all it took. Is it, yo Joe Biden? When I told you the Joe Biden and the Roscoe shit, that's mm. what he was trying to do. He was trying to like create a sax moment. Yeah. But it's just it's you know. I don't think. I don't think. From my perspective, I don't think any love was lost for Bill Clinton when he got some top in the Oval Office. More. That was Bro, some legendary shit. What an asshole. How look dare back he? At, look back at the... Um, <coughs> look back at, I don't know, comedians and whatever late night shows and shit back at the time. They were they were with it. They were like, come on, man. He just got... You know what I mean? Like, nobody nobody was actually bad at it. Man. Right. <coughs> it's, almost, it's kind of astounding that Trump didn't have anything like that. Because I feel like he, that's that's way more of a him thing. He's probably just better at hiding it. <laughs> yeah, definitely. He's probably just way better at hiding it. We still don't really know what what's going on with the the Epstein's girl case because apparently Trump keeps getting implicated in that. But I haven't really heard too much. Yeah, about every it. time I every time I look at it, it's like somebody, somebody, and Trump. And I'm just like, man, this dude's popping up way more than I thought he would. Right. But you know, he's just better at hiding it. He's, he's on just, that plane. Yo. They're out there on that plane. Fucking Smokey was on that shit too. Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that. <laughs> um, okay. This was a a bar that I just felt like I needed to write down and just throw out there. Covered in money, they think, and I strip. My pop was a ghost, and my partners ain't shit. Yep. What was going through your head when you wrote that? That really stood out to me. So covered in money, they think, and I strip. Pause, pause. Of course. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just, I'm just playing with the idea that like, you know, I just came up with some money. Niggas must be thinking I'm stripping. Just, I was just playing around, really. But okay. like the second part, yeah, my pops was never. It's just a, it's a, it's a, a way of saying like my father wasn't around, and a lot of my partners can't be trusted. That's basically mm -hmm. what I, I was just, I was just per, portraying paranoia, I guess. But do you feel that way? Like the a lot of the people that you grew up around and stuff that you can't necessarily have the same kind of trust that you might have had before. Um, I have people that's been in my life for a long time that I still trust and I'm still around, but there's some people that I've met along the way that, yeah, their entire perception of me has switched up maybe due to like my, what I do or like just something random. Right. But yeah, that's kind of where it came from. Just like having people I thought I could trust, like, you know, do something to betray that. And I just, I just kind of wrapped it up without being specific. Right. I like it. This is another one I wrote down. What you got? I only rap out of spite. Yeah. Loss is the theme of my life. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> these these are good. This is this is also true. I This is me being a nerd sitting at home listening to the album and reading through the, it on Rap Genius at the same time because it's hard to make out some of it. Oh my god, that fucking hate that site. <laughs> um they they fuck my lyrics up so much. Uh, and you know all these like little critics and stuff? This is where they get all their information from. Mm. They don't actually look into anything. So they they just rap genius real quick. So if some bullshit is there, it's like it becomes fact and I'm just like, Ugh. 
If we were still in the CD era, would you be putting your full lyrics in the CD booklets like yeah. bands sometimes do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that shit. I, I used to love that shit. I'm, I'm still, yeah. I, I come from that era, so like, I, I still do that in some form. I put my lyrics up and all that shit. Right. Um, what was the bar? It was a, I only rap out of, it's the truth, man. I'm a producer first. Right. Um, when I rap, it's only out of some motivation and it's usually to spite somebody or something. So like, if you actually listen to what I'm saying, you can hear it like very clearly, but it's like, it's very rare. I'm not the type of guy to sit around and just be rapping for fun. Like right. I'd make music for fun, but like, um, yeah, that's what that means is literal. Like I rap out of spite basically. Do you feel like rapping out of spite? Do you feel like you need to have some sort of like outside motivation aside from just I want to make money and I want to be famous? Yes. Where <laughs> do you find it? Spite. <laughs> <laughs> because because otherwise I'll just make beats and I won't I won't have anything to say really right. cuz like I like to keep a lot of things private. I I'm not that level of a rapper where I, I can play around with personal shit that heavily. Sometimes I can, but for the most part, I can't. So if I'm rapping, I got to be motivated by something. I, mm. I'm not just on here just, like, spitting for nothing. It's kind of like that. I feel like a like a hitman with it. It's like I'm only going out when I need to, really. Right. But, like, as far as, like, making beats and producing, I do that every day. I, I was doing that before I got here. Really? Mm? And it'll go all night? Maybe not, but, like, I just... The point is, I just enjoy doing it. Right. You know what I mean? Like, um, like do you, like do you enjoy doing this? Yeah. There's a there's a party that like likes doing this shit. Yeah, I like it a lot. Exactly. Otherwise, you wouldn't be doing it. Yeah. I I just I just like making beats. The, the everything else, recording, the other stuff, I need to be motivated, and then I can like it. Otherwise, like I don't really find a reason to. I know that sounds weird, but yeah. that's just how I think. I feel like my my life ends up divided into two things, which is basically like creating and then just taking things in you know like very very massively different segments of my brain between doing an interview and watching other interviews with that person or listening to that person's albums or watching a documentary and then actually doing something with a person that i found out about in the documentary those are two such polar things and it's interesting so like let's say you had like a couple hours before bed yeah <clears throat> Or are you more likely to like make beats than go on Netflix and like what 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 yeah. mood is more beneficial to either? I, of them? I, this is what I do. I get on Netflix and I watch something. I sit down and tell myself I'm gonna watch this, and something in it will motivate me to just go work. Really, I just like do it. I just I just enjoy working. It's that addictive. To me, it is. Yeah. I, I I don't want to. You know, it's it. Yeah, it is. It's just, it, 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 it sounds like how it is. Yeah. <laughs> that says a lot, though, about it being that much of a draw to you, you know? Yeah, I love it. I love yeah. it. There's nothing else that, like, gives me motivation more. But, yeah, the, the rapping part, I like rapping, and I appreciate, like, good rapper good rappers. That's why I fuck with, like, Denzel and people like that. Right. But, like, me personally, I didn't grow up just, like, wanting to be a rapper. Right. I was always wanted to be a producer first. The rapping came because I, I felt like I had some shit to say or I wanted to say some shit, and I did. But, like, yeah, I'm not going to rap unless I have something to say. Mm. How would you meet Denzel? He hit me up on Twitter. Just fucking with the music. Yeah, he was just fucking with the music. He heard nice. a song I have called Man Purse, and he was like, I love this shit. And he, um, he wanted me to be on this song. Uh, vengeance with me and Zillakami. Right. Well, it ended up with Zillakami. At first, it was just me and him. Right. And um, yeah, that's that's how we met. I got on the song, and it's funny because he actually sent the song back, and he was like, 
I don't know about this one, big dog. And yeah. I was like, oh, okay, whatever. I was just going to put the verse on something else. But then he hit me back like a week later, and he was like, actually, yeah, we're going to go with it, and Zilla Kami's on it now. And I was like, wow, that's better than I thought. It was, it was, that, that's great. <laughs> he really is an incredible talent. He's probably one of the best rappers I've seen in real life. Yeah. Yeah, he, and he doesn't write anything down. He freestyles that shit, which is even freakier. So, like, yeah, he's actually like that. It's crazy because he was right there for the whole Space Coast Perp thing, the XSS Tentacion yeah, wave, the he, being on tour Martin. with Billie Eilish. He yeah. went to school with Trayvon Martin, too. Wow, I did not know that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Like, he, he's, he's, been, he's been, like, in the middle or, like, not involved directly, but, yeah. like, in the midst of some serious shit before. Like, yeah, X was staying at his house. Yeah. Um, That's the first time I heard X was them dissing Space Ghost together. Yeah, the Space Ghost pussy shit. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Yeah, his... that. That era is really interesting. Did, didn't he like tattoo some? He like tattooed Space Ghost Perp. Uh, yeah. He tattooed like fuck Perp on his like wrist or something. That's like when that. you're really living in the moment when you hate somebody so much. <laughs> you, get- <laughs> you tattoo fuck this nigga on your wrist. That's amazing. That's actually great. Uh, but yeah. Um, that's There's nothing like that's teenage adolescent aggression right there because. And actually, to be honest, though, I know a ton of people who have fucking gangs whacked out all over their fucking arms and shit too. So I'm probably got around the same age. Yeah, it's really it's it's really not any really different when you really think about it. But yeah, he's he's been and he's been kind of around a lot of serious shit. Yeah. So yeah, and also, bro, this is just random as shit. But I didn't realize he's he's younger than I thought thought he was. Really? Yeah. Every time I talk to him, I just forget that he's not the same age as me. I've been listening. I feel like I've been listening to him for like ten years. What is he? Late twenties. Like Twenty-five. Oh, really? Yeah. Holy shit. Exactly right. I feel like I've known about him for yeah, nearly ten years. Like That's a crazy. decade. Yeah. It's like what the fuck? He has to have been rap. He had to like drop that Raider straight from our Raider shit. Yeah. When he was like fourteen or something. I've just seen so many like scenes go by, and then he always kind of seems like he's the last one left that's still doing his thing out of those scenes. <laughs> Maybe not the last, but you know, very yeah, like enduring. one of the, like one of the last of a dying breed from that era. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, what? Um, oh, uh, what Space Go Space Goes Perp. He called me a bitch on Twitter one time like years ago. I feel like almost everyone has gotten some bars from him at some point. Yeah. Hell yeah! I, I was nobody at the time though, so I, I felt really like anointed. Yeah, I was posting pictures of like my family or something <laughs> on my Twitter, and he's like, "Get this bitch ass shit off my timeline!" And I was like, "Hell yeah!" I just retweeted it. <laughs> wow, shit was great. That's I feel one, like you. That's one of like my biggest influences musically. So I, was I, just I feel like, like yeah. you could take on his persona if you wanted. Oh, oh, perp? just to be like more of a troll, <laughs> darker with it, and like I easily feel like people would just kind of let you rock like that. You know what? When I get really old and I actually, when I just completely fall off, I can't make any more money. I'll probably just go that route. I'm just like, I seen him beefing with all of New York the other day. I'm just oh, really? like, yeah, he's just like fuck New York. He's been leading on Twitter so many times that I can never. I, can I don't never even know if it's. I don't same. even know if it's yeah. him anymore. I just every now and then I'll I'll catch one of his tweets. I'm just like, you know what, man? I respect that you're consistent with this shit. So yeah, yeah maybe I'll maybe I'll um, take the mantle from him like Candyman or some shit. Every time I see like a screenshot of SGP tweet, I wonder. It's like the way like <laughs> I love when they bring back all the hack tweets from all the rappers, like when Offset said balls in my face. That's my favorite one. <laughs> Yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, young thug smoking penises, all that. Oh shit. no, he said that. We we, we smoking penises. 
Oh, he really said that? Yeah, because that was way back in the day. And then he finally deleted the tweet like four or five years later after people kept retweeting it. That's crazy. He really tweeted it. I always thought it was fake. No. That's so tight. I remember it. Smoking <laughs> penises. I, that's my biggest regret is that that's I've so never weird. asked him about that on camera. You should, yeah. yeah he, he, uh, that, that's so strange. Yeah. <laughs> All right, yeah, yeah that's great. That. Smoking penises. I want to get that tattooed like on my back. He tweeted that shit like 10 years ago or something, too, like, or some shit like that. If there was a rapper named Smoking Penises. <laughs> That's right. like some SoundCloud era shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, time might have passed. Um, you got anything you're pushing at this point? Or like, because you, you dropped a bunch of projects this year, right? Yeah, I dropped, um, I dropped the EP where I was extremely upset at a bunch of people. And okay. then I dropped the, the LP last um, on my birthday, which is October. Right. And uh, that was the last album on my contract, so... I'm free now. So. Who were you signed with? Republic. Okay. Mm-hmm. And that was a bad experience overall? or No. My experience with Republic was fantastic. Okay. I actually um, had to be on Republic because the label before that was fucking garbage. So really? that's what was a bad situation. Okay. So, um, but yeah, now I'm off that whole situation. You ready to be independent or you feel like you need a label? Fuck no, man. I was basically independent. Like, all the shit I was doing was just on my own doing. Like, they just... I wanted to be in, independent because they were just in the way. Like mm. everything I've been doing, I just I'm just doing it. Like they didn't really do much. They weren't spending money on advertising. They weren't like pushing things. Like they weren't really doing press like that. Mm. It's like I basically was independent. Yeah, I was just under the mantle of a label. So I just wanted to get off of it. So nobody could tell me like because I I just I like to drop shit randomly sometimes, mm. and they were always on some like. It needs to be on a playlist. You need to do this and that. And I'm just like, nigga. <laughs> no. Like, nobody fucking ca- Like, imagine, you remember, like, Story of Adidon? Yeah. The yeah, fucking, yeah. the Drake this? Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if he wanted to put that out, right? Right. But someone told him, wait, it needs to go on this playlist. Right. It wouldn't have hit the same, correct? Yeah. It's timing. Or the Kendrick's control shit. It's timing and everything. It's just like... You can't do shit like that. And also, I'm not the type of artist who's like, no one's going to hear my shit on some like super duper curated, like popular playlist and be like, whoa, what's that? They're just going to be like, what the fuck is this? Get it away from me. Right. I'm not the type of thing that's going to get attracted from playlists. People are just going to find me. You've so never like, had that experience where you get put on some playlist of like maybe more experimental stuff or whatever, and you actually saw the bump where you got a bunch of fans from it? No, because I, I look at because I look at raw numbers, yo. Like I do, I don't, I don't do none of this like play, play. Like oh, I'm more popular now. I'm like no, how much more? It's literally so. Right. Like I look at the raw numbers, and no, I don't get a bump. I see the shit I get a bump from, and it's not any of those playlist shits it's it's like you 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 get some plays from it but it's not enough to warrant like making a fuss out of you know what i'm saying but like um the things that actually the place my numbers come from is just literally word of mouth or just people finding me on their own like as as crazy that as that sounds like that's just it it's actually just organic so like there's no point in that. It, it needs to be, things need to happen in the moment because it's going to spread, if it's going to spread word of mouth, it needs to spread like fast and it doesn't need to be staggered like that. But anyway, yeah, yeah. my bad. I was, I was no. talking to you like you work for me. No, <laughs> no, but I get it though, for sure. It's cool to know that you know that. And it's just, it, it feels like you are like an artist who, I feel like you're talking to me about the career of an artist in the 90s or the early 2000s <laughs> where it just shit just spread at a different pace. Like you don't expect it to be this, 
viral thing. It's just not that kind of work. No, I don't. It, I'm I'm not. Again, my my when I say my my goal is not like the fame and whatever. It's not that I don't like fame being like being more popular than the average person. I'm just not shooting for some mainstream idea. Like I'm not going for that. If it happens, it happens. But like for me, I can make a living more than I'm. I'm good. I'm rich right. from like what I do now. So like. I just want to cultivate that and make it so that like I can make money forever and people will always support me. And then if, if that grows, that's perfect. But like, I just understand like shit comes in cycles and like things happen. I realistically, I just, I just know my place, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I just, I want to go further, but I'm, I'm good to where I'm at right now. So yeah, I look at shit like that because it's better to know reality than walk around making an assumption or just having a big head about some shit that's not real. Right. How often do you think about how you're going to be remembered when you're gone? Like how much of a consideration is that? All the time, actually. I think about it. I think a lot of the stuff I do is meant to be consumed long term. Mm-hmm. Like in retrospect, you know how we, we discover weird music and it comes back in cycle and mm-hmm. like shit like that. I feel like not that I want to be one of those people, but like maybe I would be. Or, like, I hope I would be. But, like, I think about it all the time because I want to be remembered. That's why I work so hard on the music. Because when you're dead, um, unless you had a personality that was just so so big, your music will be left and people will dissect it. And, like, I want it to be respectable. You know yeah. what I mean? I want people to look back and be like, this motherfucker was on. People can think I'm weird, whatever, right now. But I want people to look back and be like, this motherfucker was on his shit. He wasn't weird. He was just, like technical as shit that's crazy that you could be happy right now in advance of the fact that you know that when you're gone there's going to be some kid listening to your music and being inspired by it and that that informs your whole worldview right now even though that that hasn't happened yet yeah because it will because it happened to me Mm. i was inspired by like some weird motherfucker who like maybe wasn't like huge back in the day and they made me do what i'm doing right now so that's why i'm just excited about it like you know it happens all the time dude like there's an artist named nick drake Uh he died nobody nobody knew who this motherfucker was he played a show to like 70 people and then od'd in his house nobody even found him for like a day 20 years later they put his song in like a truck commercial or some shit and now everybody there's a bunch of artists that sound just like nick drake wow he has his own like influence palette but he'll never know because he's fucking he fucking died thinking he's a nobody you know what i'm saying i just don't want to walk around thinking i'm i'm nobody or i didn't you know i'm not as big as this person or that person i just i want to be uh was not complacent but i want to be happy in the fact that like i might have influenced somebody to do this or that and that's cool and i can make enough money to do what i want to do i'm completely satisfied well, I'm completely satisfied with this interview because this is a fascinating guy right here and I like your attitude, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. I, re- I appreciate you doing this for me, man. Thank oh, you. yeah. Appreciate it, man. JPEG Mafia. Excellent interview. I really appreciate that, man. Mm-hmm. No Jumper. Coolest podcast in the world. Check us out on YouTube and all that. Like, comment, subscribe. NoJumper.com if you want to support and uh, go turn my man up on services of your choice. Yep. I'm sure you can guess. I don't know which camera to look at, but... Something pisses me off about shouting out iTunes and Spotify at the end of every episode, you know? <laughs> they don't need that. You know it, where the music's at. It feels very inauthentic. Well, yeah, yeah. You can just say out everywhere. Yeah. You don't have to be specific.